Hey guys, Akil here, and welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. I titled today's episode, Wealth Starts With Self, because although wealth can be defined as referencing money and time, it really is a mindset, and there's a big difference between the wealthy mindset and the rich mindset, and really the actions that come with having that mindset is what's gonna determine whether you end up being rich for a short period of time or wealthy over a long period of time. Now, for you guys that are members of the Tier 1 website, I'm talking about www.tier1trading.com. Jason Greystone is almost done his wealth creation course. I, I kind of get to see the, the, background, uh, the background of it before it's all launched live. So that's going to be coming soon, which is going to dig much, 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 much deeper into this topic. But for you guys that aren't members and you're still looking to be financially educated, I want you to check out the always free newsletter by Jason Greystone. As the title says, it's always free. He mails it out once a week. It is jam-packed with information on how to become financially responsible. There's stuff about mindset and just, it's a must read. Um, so I'll put the link uh, in the description box of this video so you guys can check it out. And I hope you guys enjoy today's podcast. Hey guys, I have a confession to make. Now, I normally wouldn't do this, but I feel as if we have a special relationship. You guys have been with me for the Trading Coach podcast for over a year now, so we have that special type of bond where I know we can we can share these type of stories, share these type of moments, and uh, I won't feel a certain way. I trust you to keep this secret and not tell the world, but today I did something that I really never thought I would do. I uploaded an Instagram picture of my car. <gasps> I know, I know, I know. If you guys are, are frequent followers of my stuff, we always talk about the internet traders, the, the ones selling get-rich-quick schemes where they're they're in their $5 million suites and they're they're trading out the back of their Rolls Royces and they're, they're on yachts and there's gold chains and dancing girls and they promise $36 million every 36 seconds in the markets. And the one thing that I stand for or the, the main message that I'm trying to get across is that's not the reality of trading and, and something that Jason Greystone and myself have worked really, really hard on here at Tier 1 Trading. And, and this is there are many other trading educators out there as well that do the same thing. But we're, we're preaching the message of reality that, yes, you can achieve all of those things from trading uh, if, if you choose to do so. You know, hopefully by the end of this podcast, you will choose not to do so once we have this discussion about rich versus wealthy. Um, but it's not the expectation, right? It, it, the, the journey is a, a lot tougher. It, it's not as easy as making a million dollars every second. It's a long journey just to learn. It's an even longer and harder journey to remain successful once you become it. Um, but 
once you do, it, it does open up financial freedom. It does open up freedom of time. And if that is something you choose to spend your time and money on, then of course you can do so. Um, so you never see me on the internet posting stuff about gold chains and, and, and cars and stuff like that for two reasons. One, that's just not the reality of my life, right? I'm not going to give you a false impression of what I am. Two, it could be a product of my environment. I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, which isn't the greatest city in the world. But when you do stuff like that, you become a target. When people know you have a lot, people that don't have a lot see you as a target as someone that they can get a lot from. So you're, you're basically setting yourself up for trouble. But it was an interesting scenario today, right? We're coming out of this polar vortex where it's been freezing cold all week. In fact, in Chicago, they said it was negative 30 degrees, right? So cold that you can go outside and your eyeballs could potentially freeze. I'm not lying. That's what they said on the news. It wasn't that cold where I'm at, but you tell me my eyeballs can freeze. You know that's pretty darn cold. And I was in a business meeting with my uh, my my buddy uh, John Bomberger, my business partner for um, the real estate business we have. And, and, and in fact, it wasn't really a business meeting. It was, it was just a, a, a call from a friend. He he wanted some advice on some uh, some things, and uh, he needed someone to vent to. And you know, he knows that I'm a a non biased ear that will always tell him the truth and my opinion. And, and sometimes people just need that to kind of evaluate the situation correctly. So I was in the car talking to him because uh, my driveway is all iced up. I have a very steep driveway. I couldn't get up. I wasn't attempting to get up. <laughs> uh, so I was just going to figure, uh, finish up this meeting in the car. And we were in there talking for about 15 minutes. And by the time I left the car, it was completely frozen. It was like an icebox. And I just thought it was a pretty cool picture, right? The, the snow is pretty. The sun was out. The car was frozen. And I snapped a little picture for the gram that said, uh, you know, welcome to the North Pole, something like that. And immediately after I did it, I thought to myself, right? I said, Akil, is this something that you want to post? Typically, I'm pretty calculated in what I post, what I don't post. You know, I always just think about the, the consequences and repercussions. Um, but I was kind of caught up in the moment. I was cold. I needed to get it out quick before I, I hiked up my driveway. Um, and, I, and I clicked it. And I'll tell you what, I wasn't sure what the response would be. And it's not because I don't drive a Lamborghini. I don't drive a Ferrari, right? It was a picture of a, what, 2018 Toyota Camry. It wasn't because of that. It was because I grew up as a Honda man, right? I grew up in a Honda family. My first car that I drove was a 1985 Honda Civic. We then upgraded, and by we, I mean my dad, upgraded to a, a 1999 uh, Honda Accord. My first car was a 1995, 94 Acura Integra hatchback race car. Planned on, uh, you know, as it got older, I planned on making that my project. Never had the time to do it. But I'm honestly a little embarrassed about having really two Toyotas in the family when I used to be a Honda guy. And that's what made me think twice. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. You thought that I might be embarrassed because as a trader, I'm supposed to have this lifestyle of, of Land Rovers and helicopters and whatnot. And, and isn't it embarrassing to post a picture of a Toyota Camry? In fact, there was a, there was a message. It was, a, let me get to it right now on my phone. It, it was sarcastic, so it wasn't, it wasn't serious. But the guy said... Let me get to his Matt, um, who I know. He said, Forex trader driving a Camry? I don't believe it. 
and we had a nice little laugh about it. Um, but it's true. And I don't think people need to be embarrassed over what they drive because the, the way I look at it is a little bit different, right? I'm not trying to be rich. I'm trying to be wealthy. And when it comes to the wealthy mindset, it comes with making practical decisions. It comes with making smart decisions. It, it really comes with putting your money in places where your money will make money. I don't know how many of you guys have ever heard of Robert Kiyosaki, right? Has the, the famous book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. In fact, I just heard there was a, a, a one for kids called like Rich Rich Son, Poor Son, something like that. I, I don't think that's the title, but there was a, a friend of my wife which is telling me about, she reads a chapter to her kid every, every night, which is pretty cool. I got to check it out. Um, but another book Robert Kiyosaki did was called uh, Cash Flow Quadrant. And then there are many great books out there. Napoleon Hill, um, Think and Grow Rich, that's a great one. But just referring to this one, because this was the book that really opened my eyes about the difference between being um, the series, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Cashflow Quadrant, the difference between kind of being um, self-employed and employed by someone else versus being a business owner and an investor. And it really focused my mindset on every action that I do, or at least the majority of my, my major decisions, should they should result in my money working for me, right? If I'm going to invest a massive amount of money in something, I need that money to work for me, meaning that money needs to make more money while I'm not necessarily doing something. It needs to be an investment. And a car is not an investment because, well, what happens as soon as you drive the car off the lot? Does it go up in value? Is it is it like a stock that can go up? Is it like a piece of real estate that can go up? No, it, it goes down right away. As soon as you sign on the dotted line, right, the value of that car goes down. If you were to trade it in the very next day, you would get less than what you paid for it. And so it's not an investment at all. It is a depreciating asset, if you even want to call it an asset. I guess technically it is, but it depreciates in value. So for me, it's never been something that I wanted to spend up on. And don't get me wrong. I've got dream cars, right? I, I go to the auto show every day, uh, every day, every year. I sit in front of all these cars. I drool. I get yelled at for drooling on the cars. I'm like, ooh, I can get that. Ooh, look at that. When does that come out? How much does that cost? And I always, it always crosses my mind. Like, you know, I could afford that. And I don't say that in a in a in a, a, a braggadocious way, like you know, um, oh yeah, I can buy that in cash right now. But the reality of it is, it, it, you know, it doesn't it, you can you can afford a much more expensive car than you think with the you know loans and whatnot. All you need is a small down payment. Someone will glad you gladly give you a loan because they're making money off of you. You can so you can afford stuff like that. You can afford hundred thousand dollar cars. Um, but the question is, is it a great decision? Is it the right decision? And I want to do a comparison for you because my, my dream car is a Land Rover, right? Now, my uncle, um, he works in the music industry. He, he gives me a lot of advice on, you know, he, he's someone that has pulled himself up from the bottom to be a, a very wealthy individual. So he gives me a lot of advice about the mistakes he made on the way. And one of the things that he always told me, never buy a Land Rover, right? Not just because of, uh, you know, it, it's you don't need that type of car, but also the upkeep and stuff like that, any type of even like the German cars and whatnot, you got to get special parts. You can only take it to get fixed at special places. It just costs a lot more money to upkeep than what is necessary. Um, but even so, a, a Land Rover would probably probably be my dream car. That or I'm a, I'm a I'm an Audi man as well. But let's you know, we got a, two kids now, so something a little bigger. So 
I want to do a comparison between the 2019 uh, Toyota Camry, which is probably about, what, $25,000, and the Land Rover 2019, which is probably, once you, you know, get the good stuff in it, probably about $100,000. Now, you, I think many people could afford both, right? You, you have enough money, you got good credit, um, someone will give you a loan. And by the way, if you guys are, are, are younger and listening to this, your credit score is everything, right? Mine is a little down right now. I'm carrying a lot of debt purposely, but typically I range very, very close to that 800 level. And in my experience of, of getting loans versus uh, both personal loans and for my businesses, um, when you have a good credit score, um, you get a lot of yeses really, really quick. You know, assuming you don't have any other red flags on your on your, on your deal, you know, you're trustworthy. Basically, it says that this guy is financially responsible. Um, we feel safe giving him or her money. So, a good credit score is everything. So, let's assume you're someone that can you, you have the opportunity to get either or, and you're thinking about it. Do I get the Camry, which is the more probably the financially better decision or do I get the Land Rover where I could be big baller status, right? I can, I can, I can drive up, I can impress the ladies, the, the ladies want to hop in, the, the, the dudes are jealous. I can be that person. Well, let's do some math real quick and we're going to take a basic auto loan, which is probably about 3% right now, but let's just say 4% um, for an auto loan and typically auto loans are about 60 months. So that's what, five, 60 months, yeah, five years, right? And let's just say you you, you do like a, a five thousand down uh, five thousand dollar down payment on these cars, right? So let's start with the Toyota Camry, right? So you're getting a loan on about twenty thousand dollars, right? That's gonna that's gonna go out to about probably about three seventy ish four hundred, a little under four hundred. Let's just call it three seventy three seventy a month, right? For your your monthly payment on your car, right? Not that not that bad. Three seventy doable right? Over the, the period of the 60-month payment, right? Assuming you don't do any extra payments or anything like that, you're paying about $22,000 total, right? So you, you borrowed uh, $20,000. You're paying about $22,000 total. So you ended up paying $2,000 more than, you know, in, in, in interest than what you would have paid if you just would have bought it outright. Let's take the same scenario for the Land Rover, right? $100,000. Let's make, bring it down to 95 because you, you still put, for some reason, a $5,000 down payment on it just to make the math easy, right? You're looking at a monthly payment of about $1,750, right? $1,750 per month, $1,750 per month. Over the same 60-year period, right? You're looking at what about a hundred and five thousand dollars so you're paying uh, what was the original price i used again uh what 95 you're paying about um yeah you're paying about ten thousand dollars extra on top of the ninety five thousand or i guess five thousand dollars extra if you would have just paid the hundred thousand dollars up front to buy it in cash now Obviously, there's a big discrepancy between these numbers, right? 370 and 1700, right? There is a, a massive difference between the two. But many people will still think, oh, well, it, it's, it's doable. I, I can afford to pay, you know, $1,700 a month for the Land Rover. But the question is, why would you? Why would you? Why would you? 
if we if we take the math, I'm going to break up the calculator for this one, right? If we take the math, if we take that 1750 number and we minus 370, so we're looking at the difference between paying one or the other, right? You're looking at a difference of $1,380 a month, right? If we times that by 60, you're looking at about 82, let's just round up $83,000 in payment differences. Now I want you to ask yourself this question. What could you do with that $83,000 extra? It's kind of very similar to opportunity costs, right? Very similar to opportunity costs. What could you do with that $82,000 difference over that five-year period? Hmm, let's think. Obviously you could have paid off the car. You could have probably bought, if you're going back to the camera, you could have bought about three more cameras, right? Buy one for your friends. You could have saved up for, for you guys that are traders, boom, trading account right there. You could have paid off debt, right? Reducing debt, reducing the interest you're paying on debt elsewhere. Me being the, the real estate investor I am, you know what I'm thinking? You could have bought a house. You could have bought a house for yourself, made a massive down payment on it, right? You may, depending on your area, you could have bought a house outright for yourself. If you invest in the type of properties, we typically do uh, low income rental properties like uh, um, I'm trying to uh, like, like, like duplexes and stuff like that. Some single family, I, I prefer duplexes, but let's say low income family housing, let's do single family, right? You could have potentially bought in one, two, Two and a half, maybe even three. Let's say, let's say two uh, with uh, some some work that needs to be done to them. And now you're getting uh, you pay for them outright, no mortgage on them, straight cash, homie. As <laughs> the the great Randy Moss once said. And now you're getting income from that as well. That, my friends, is the difference between the rich mindset and the wealth mindset, right? The rich mindset thinks right now, right now. I have this material possession. It makes me look good. It makes me feel good. It allows others to look at me in a certain way. But on the back end, all you're doing is wasting money. You're recklessly spending money and getting zero return from it. However, the wealthy individual, the one that doesn't really care about the status they have, they don't really care about what others think about him. And, oh, he's not successful because he doesn't drive this car. Here's the funny thing, by the way, on that topic, right? We, we, we talked the other day. We had a deliberate success program, and there was a, a, a student that kind of vented. Uh, this student was in a class, and uh, they were comparing themselves to others in the class. And other, others were, were, were making kind of snarky remarks and doing this and doing that. And uh, my good friend who's running the program, Bob Vasile, said, you know, why do you care what they think? Why are you concerning yourself with what they think? She's like, I gotta, they're like, I got to prove them wrong. I got to show them this and throw them that. He's like, why? Who cares about them? Stop wasting energy on them. And that's something you hear me talk about a lot, right? We talk about haters because I get a lot of them. Probably got some right now listening. Hi, hater. How you doing? Appreciate the thumbs down. I love it. Right? Have you ever seen a hater doing better than yourself? Think about that for a second. 
Have you ever been jealous of an individual who is not doing better than you? Think about that for a second. When you are actually doing something and someone accuses you of not doing something, do you feel guilty? Now, that's a tough one. I know, I know in this day and age, kind of the, the I feel old now, right? The, the younger generation this younger generation is only concerned with what other people think, how many likes they get on their on their snapbook, right? And their Insta Twitter. <laughs> right. So that that is that that is different generational where in this day and age of social media, people are kind of programmed to associate happiness, good, joy with the amount of likes or shares and all that fun stuff. So it could be a little bit different. Um, but me personally speaking, right, if I'm actually doing something. And someone accuses me of not doing something. I don't feel any type of way because the truth is on my side. If the truth is on your side, you should never feel guilty. The people that should feel guilty is when, you know, there's something deep down that bothers you. If you're pretending to do something and someone calls you out and now you get defensive about it. Well, why are you getting defensive? Well, because there's probably probably a little bit of truth in there. If you're really doing it, who who cares, right? Why does it matter what they think? And the same thing with the haters. And, and that's kind of the wealthy mindset. Typically, wealthy individuals aren't concerned what people think about them. Why? Because they don't care. They're wealthy. Who cares if people think they're not wealthy? They are wealthy. And that's all that matters. It's the people that try to pretend to be wealthy, that, that look rich, but aren't really as rich as they seem. Those are the ones that get offended when people call them out because there's that truth in there. And that truth hurts. But kind of back to the to the to the the concept. We looked at the first example with the Land Rover and you're spending all this money and you look good, you feel good, right? Blah, 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 all that fun stuff. But long term, you're doing nothing but running yourself into the ground because you're paying extra money for something that doesn't give you any money back. However, the wealthy individual. Right. The one that decided I'm going to be practical with this purchase. And by being practical with this purchase, it, it allows me to really use my money in other ways to produce money for me. That's how you stay ahead. That's how you stay ahead. That's how you make your money work for you. You invest it. It works. You take the money that it works and makes for you. And you reinvest it in something else. That new investment makes you money. Now you've got two investments making money. You take the, the income from both of those investments. You invest it in something else or multiple something else's. And you can see the cycle continues and continues and continues. And before you know it, you've got four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten revenue streams coming in. And guess what those four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten revenue streams allow you to do? Well, they get big enough, it allows you to not work. And now you have freedom of time. Now you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, and you're still collecting a check. You don't have to worry about calling the boss and saying, uh, is it okay if I take a week off from vacation? You no longer have to do the atomications, right? Do the math on saying, okay, well, if I, if I take a few days off and I don't get these hours, can I still afford to do this? No, you can do whatever the hell you want because you've got money 
which is basically your your employees working for you, even if you're not actively doing it on your own. That, my friends, is the wealthy mindset. That is what each and every one of you needs to strive for.